Welcome back, other siders. I am your host, Tiffany Rufino, and I am here with the hoops to my ears, Mr. Rufino. Hello. Hello. And if you've been with us all this time, thank you and welcome back. And if you are just joining us for the first time, thank you and welcome to our podcast, The Other Side Enterprise. You could sign up to get notifications of when our podcast is uh, airing or just motivational stuff from The Other Side. If you go ahead and text The Other Side to 386-204-4144. Text the other side, all one word, to 386-204-4144. Also, we are um, opening up a couple of spots for a relationship with businesses who want to do advertisement with us. So go ahead and you could reach out to me on Facebook if you're interested, uh, or you could email info at theothersideenterprise.com. We're not doing beauty industry or... um, uh, MLMs right now. We're doing uh, small businesses. We're doing um, entrepreneurship, sponsorship. So let's talk. Go ahead and uh, again, email me at info at the other side enterprise.com or shoot me a message on Facebook and we'll get that going. Sound good? Sounds like a plan. Sounds I think I'm, like I'm running over to my email right now because I think. Well, yeah, I know you a had a couple people reach out. Yeah. And yeah, definitely. And uh, so there's opportunities there. I'm excited. And thank you for thinking of doing business with us. That's part of what the other side is. And today's topic is actually a popular one. We had, well, I had, you're just new back to Facebook. So you hadn't posted anything about this just yet. Um, So go ahead and find Mr. Jeffrey Rufino on Facebook. I'm opening that up because I love to troll him on Facebook. (laughs) But I had posted uh, about gaslighting and if anybody had any comments or things that they wanted us to discuss about gaslighting and, you know, not only did, you know, a couple of people reach out on uh, the actual post itself, but then I started getting all these messages about gaslighting and people who have been, I I don't know if the past tense would be gaslit. Yeah, I think I think it's gaslit. Gaslit, right? Um, or if they thought they were being gaslighted, and is it possible for it to be a family member that does it, or does it always have to be a significant other, or friends, or cohort? And then, so it's it's a popular topic right now. It's an unfortunate um, scenario for anybody involved in it, uh, but I think it's something that we should address because we do talk about relationships. We do talk about relationships in business um and i think gaslighting can happen in any instance and so uh we're gonna discuss it a little bit and then we're gonna talk about uh the questions that were brought up and see how we go about answering them um i'm actually glad we're doing this topic because i hear the term gaslighting a lot right and especially around now Uh, A lot of people use the term, and in some cases, it seems like they might not know what it means, Mm -hmm. or or maybe I don't know what it means, right? So Mm -hmm. that's why it's a good idea to explore and get a good sense of the topic, and then see what can be what we can do, right? Mm -hmm. So when I think of the words gaslighting, I, I immediately get a visual of when you have gas around, you can't necessarily see the gas until you light a fire within it. 
And so it's almost like uh, a bomb waiting to explode in a way is that, oh, someone's going to strike this match and then boom, because all this gas has been laying in the air and it's been available to ignite. Uh, That's a pretty powerful image. And so when you relate that to what it actually is, it's gaslighting is, according to Wikipedia, because we no longer use encyclopedias. Actually, I don't even know if gaslighting. Yeah, I probably would. I just answered my own question. I didn't think gaslighting would be in an encyclopedia. Say that three times. Um, But the word would. And you know why? Enlighten me. I will. Because there was a movie called Gaslighting in 1944 that was the actual behavior of gaslighting. So it was a thing. It has been a thing. It just hasn't been maybe noticed or uh, recognized or talked about before. And so what gaslighting is, is the psychological manipulation where a person or group manipulates another in making them question their own memory, sanity, perception, or judgment. So that's like, um, you know, it could be a relationship where, uh, you know, the wife doesn't like her partner's mother right and wants her partner to not be around the mother anymore and so she starts sneaking in like little lies little white lies to the husband about you know your mom said xyz to me and maybe that didn't happen but she starts placing a bug in his ear to manipulate the situation so that the husband starts backing off from the mother in order for the wife to get the ultimate goal which is they don't have to be around the mother anymore Another thing that they might try is instead of coming up with lies about the mother, it may be coming up with different ways of presenting facts that may not be true. Like you're spending too much time with your mom or why do you spend more time with your mom than you do with me, which gets the person to question how much time they're spending in that relationship and maybe get them to back away. Mm hmm. And it also can seep into business. Right. So whether it's. A business that you're a part of and not even involving competitors at this point, like let's think about internal competitors, um, somebody that's vying for the same uh, promotion that you might be going for and you just come from a meeting and that person starts putting things in your head of, you know, I, I can't believe they said that to you and you didn't react and you're like, said what to me? Well, when they said X, Y, Z. I didn't hear them say that. Yeah, they said that. And then and then so-and-so said this, right? And they insert a scenario that never happens, but just, just enough to place a seed of doubt in mm-hmm. your head. So then, you know, it, you either overthink it and replay it in your mind a million times, or you're like me and you overthink it a million times. And then you go to the person that uh, supposedly said this thing and you say it and then you look like the crazy one because they're telling you, I never said that, right? And then you're questioning your own sanity. So the gaslighting worked in that instance. The match was struck. Yeah. And then, um, you know, the next meeting that you're at, the same coworker places another seedling in there. You know, when I had a conversation after that last meeting, blah, 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 this happened. And, you know, what would you do next time? Or what would you do this time? Or... Just something that would make you doubt yourself, your confidence, or what you had prepared. And maybe it's not the right um, moment for you. So you decide to step back, and this person decides to step up and shine because now they've knocked out their competition. And, I mean, ultimately what happens is when it works, you end up questioning yourself as in, 
was that the, this person's intention? Because there's always this built-in, um, like, deniability. Like, I didn't mean to. I was just looking out for you, right? Mm-hmm. And so you start questioning, well, maybe did I hear it wrong? Or is there something going on with me that I'm I'm feeling like somebody's out to get me? Am I paranoid? All those questions pop up. Now, I know you have a strong mindset and a strong emotional IQ. Have you ever, I guess, gaslit anybody? And have you ever, looking back, have you ever been gassed? Enlightened? No. <laughs> gas, <laughs> ha- gaslit. Have you ever been gaslit? Um, I, you know what? I subscribe to the idea that beauty is in the eye of the beholder. So it's the same thing with, with uh, in a way, it's the same thing with gaslighting. I try not to speak, you know, out of turn, especially like in work environments. I try not to come up to people and, and manipulate them to do something. You try not to manipulate people? Is that what I just heard I, you say? I try my hardest. Or am I gaslighting you right now by repeating it back differently? <laughs> well, here's the here's the thing. The um, Like when I give somebody information, I try to present it neutrally. And that's one something that I'm I'm very I'm very cognizant of because of the fact that I know how information can sometimes be misinterpreted. I don't get gaslit. Um, I'm I'm very. How do you know? I don't get gaslit because I the way I approach it, and this might be something for uh, the the second part of the episode. But the way I approach information being brought to me, I filter it out. In a, in a specific way so that I get out relevant facts and I filter out the noise. I try to read between the lines and get to relevant facts. We'll talk more about that later. But the the whole point of gaslighting is to get you to do something that you wouldn't normally do, whether it's get you to feel something you wouldn't normally feel or get you to act in a way that's outside of the way that you'd normally Or would just behave. create doubt. Or create doubt, which also drives your behavior, right? Mm-hmm. So the important thing is, you know, to look at the thing I try to do the most often is to look at every situation and say, what, you know, WWJD, what would Jeff do? And so you you kind of have to have a self-awareness to know in normal circumstances, if I'm if I'm behaving oddly, why am I behaving weird? Well, I'm going to I'm going to disagree right there for just a second because i think that there's people out there that wouldn't normally do those things anyway like there isn't a normal for them Mm -hmm. that the normalcy for them is to have low confidence and doubt themselves often so if somebody is just enhancing that hence lighting a fire to the gas then they're already confirming what this person knows so them normally going ahead and going for a job promotion or going against um what the family is telling them versus what their partner is telling them um may have already been a normalcy there i guess i don't know maybe i'm just uh already confirming what you said but no and you're you're 100 right they there are ways to, and so let me give you an example. My fatal flaw is not that I have doubt or, you know, sometimes I'm a little too confident when it comes to certain things. And if I see somebody boosting that up in a way that I'm like, well, I just, 
all I did was type a few things on a keyboard. I always go, well, why are you, why are you, you know, what are you really telling me? Are you telling me that I'm the, the, the bomb because you really think I'm the bomb or is there something behind that? And so, or what's the standard deviation based on like how you're comparing me to others that yeah, tells like me what, I'm the bomb? <laughs> what, what is the actual feedback you're giving me? And if the feedback is, hey, you're doing a good thing, then I'll just take that feedback and filter out the part where you're telling me I'm awesome because I can tell myself I'm awesome, right? And so unless it's like a legitimate where I can feel that, oh, you know what? I didn't even realize that I brought this to the table for this project. I don't want anything that's going to give me a false sense of bravado because that's my weakness. And, I, and I'm aware that that's my weakness. The so, weakness is that you enjoy uh, the compliments or that you I I sometimes get a little too confident in okay. what I'm doing. Okay. And so, you know, it's almost like a judo trick. You you lean you you let that person lean into you with their confidence. And so some people will tell you, "Oh yeah, you're doing a great job. You're doing a great job." Nobody's perfect, right? So if I'm doing a job and the only thing I get from somebody is it's great, it's great, it's great, then it's it's incumbent on me to take a step back and say, wait a minute, what's really going on here? What feedback should I be getting from this? Mm -hmm. And, you know, when you think about the relationship piece of it, right, from I think, you know, if you're being gaslit dependent on the relationship and the conversation you're having with the person in the moment, it's like the perfect equation, right? So if the person that is having the conversation with you is somebody that you hold in a high role in your personal life and um, the conversation is of importance to you, then you can be in a position to be gaslit. If the person is someone you just met that has no future importance to you and no past reference with you, then the equation is, is that you're not going to be gaslit by them because it's a stranger that is just telling you words and they know nothing about you. Whereas if you have somebody that you have a relationship with, you're more likely to, um, you know, be gaslit. And it's the amount of times that you can be gaslit is limitless. Hey, other siders, are you looking for the perfect decoration to adorn your home with? Or what about a seasonal wreath for your favorite holiday, exactly the way that you want it? Limitless Adornments creates beautifully unique, 100% custom wreaths all year round. Each wreath is handmade and custom made to celebrate your favorite holiday, hobby, or just a place in your home. If you're interested in placing a custom order for your own personalized wreath, look up Limitless Adornments on Facebook, Instagram, and Etsy to make your perfect wreath a reality. Mention the other side to receive 10% off your first order. Thank you for supporting Limitless. Uh, there's been a lot of happy customers out there and uh, the client base has grown so much. So thank you for supporting them. And we look forward to uh, partnering with you on your business journey. So don't forget to hit me up about opportunities to be on the show. And that's not gaslighting you. <laughs> so I, I think we explained gaslighting uh, in a concise way and gave a couple of examples of gaslighting. Basically, it's to manipulate um, one of the parties, uh, one of two parties, 
in a some sort of relationship, whether it's business or personal, into feeling less than or into doubting themselves. I think something's coming to mind for me. And I, I don't know if maybe I just misinterpreted the movie. I'm pretty sure I have a good handle on it. But I think of the movie Get Out. And okay. I think about how, um, you know, he wow, was good reference. like gas lit into thinking that he was going insane, you know, with what was going on and what he was seeing and uh, the relationships that were happening in the movie. And he was just like, you know, thinking he was out of his mind this whole time. And that was the whole entire purpose of the movies for him to think that way and to get brainwashed. Yeah, almost like uh, I also think of like the Truman Show. Ah, yes, that's a great reference. Very good. Yep, and is this reality or no? It's not. I don't yeah. know. Watch the movie. I'm not going to spoil it for you. You're afraid of water. Don't come for me. Yeah. <laughs> um, you know, and in a way, if you want to even go this route, Bruce Almighty could be considered gaslighting. It could be, you know, manipulating somebody into thinking that, you know, if you do this, this will happen, mm-hmm. and if you are this person with this name and this power, this will happen, and you know, um, having to change someone's whole thought process based on what you shared with them. Yeah. Um, So at this point, uh, some of you guys did reach out on social media and I thank you for that, for the uh, participation. Yeah, we both do. (laughs) Both hoops. (laughs) And so I want to go over some listener questions and then we can, uh, we can discuss. Okay. So, this question over here, uh, it's the first one that I think came up on under the uh, the post that you made on Facebook. And I'll just read it out and then we can go from there. What are energetic or vibrational ramifications from gaslighting in terms of spiritual or personal growth? So when I read this question, I know the person who, who uh, asked it and I appreciate it. I'm not sure if you mean the person that's doing the gaslighting or the person that's receiving the gaslighting. So I'm going to answer that from both um, perspectives. I think that um, any ripple effect will come back in a negative way towards the person that is doing the gaslighting if it's done intentionally. I think there's an opportunity where people are doing gaslighting without realizing that's what they're doing. Um, because it may have been a behavior that they've been around and they just picked up on it and started doing it. Or it may be what they grew up knowing based on how their parents raised them or how the, if their siblings or whoever was their guardian at the time. Um, so sometimes it, gaslighting happens, but it's not done with the intention of let me change this person's mind. It's maybe that's the reality of the gas lighter for lack of a better phrase. Um, so I think anything that's done with uh, malintention or with the intention of in inflicting some sort of emotional, mental or physical pain or stress, um, that's always going to come back. We just don't always get to see that happen. And that's where we let the world uh, kind of take care of justice within itself. I think for the person that is gas lit as far as how does it change their energetic or vibrational um uh sensors that go out there or come back to receive them i think it it's probably going to delay a lot of positivity that was coming their way because they're not going to be open to receiving it based on the story that they're telling themselves it depends on how healthy their energy was prior to being gaslit 
And if it was already pretty low, then it's going to take a longer period of time for them to heal and to be open and trusting to what's coming next for them. I always think that if there's a very deep valley, that there's going to be a very high peak afterwards. That's momentum. Yeah, absolutely. And um, the lesson learned uh, will be less than the reward that's greater in my mind. I agree. Um, it's it's all about patience, and in the you know everything, it's it's almost like a platitude. Everything comes out in the wash, but the reality is, over time, the if if you're going into a, um, into a, any kind of communication or any kind of relationship with the wrong intention, eventually it all comes around. So the person, if you're somebody who's purposely gaslighting somebody else. That, I thought you were going to say if you're somebody who's purposely gassy. Uh, <laughs> hey, if you're purposely gassy, that that comes around too. But if you're if you, to everybody involved, yeah, it's it's not it's not a, it's sorry. not good times. Um, but if you're purposely gaslighting somebody else, uh, the re- the temporary and short term rewards that you that you gain are going to be offset by long-term losses. And that's only if it's effective because yeah. you could be a terrible gaslighter. And if it's and if it's ineffective then your short-term losses are going to uh, like they're going to pale in comparison to because you you lose people's trust, you lose um parts of your credibility, you take a hit to your reputation long-term. And if people know that you're somebody who's a mani- manipulative person, the 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 repercussions uh, are definitely going to be negative. You know what? It also just came to mind. Um, I think of The Godfather and The Godfather Two when um, Fredo told Michael the, um, that he wasn't anywhere near where a scene happened, and Michael, his brother, happened to sit behind him and at a event and um, overheard his brother Fredo talking and giving details as to the thing he had said he was nowhere near and so he had completely gaslit michael in the beginning of no i was over here and i was doing this thing and then when michael heard the facts being told by fredo to another person that's when he realized like it was a family member so he had the the mentality to listen in and to put two and two together and to realize which one was the truth and which one wasn't but you know, that was the strength of his character is that, yeah. you know, it, he didn't have to overthink it. He knew in that moment he was lied to and, and things changed. All right. So I think that le- get, brings us to uh, our second question. You want to give that one? Sure. Uh, how do you stand your ground with a gaslighter and communicate with them and give examples? Um. All right. So I'm going to start this one off because... I'm a lover of logic, and logic is one of my favorite things to study, whether it's mathematical logic, everybody, I don't know if you guys remember in school doing the P, arrow, Q, and all that other stuff, but just logic in general, and that's really getting to the the um, the meat and potatoes of what somebody's saying is the way to, to uh, stand your ground with somebody who's gaslighting. There's a short story that is one of my favorites um it's by max shulman and it's called love is a fallacy and the if you ever get a chance to go you can probably find it online at this point read it it's hilarious but the the premise is that there's a 
a guy who's in school and he wants to date a specific girl, but he thinks that she's not smart enough for him. And in order to get her to be smarter, he starts tutoring her in logic. And when he finally feels that she is good enough to date him because she understands the lessons, he tries to ask her out and he tries to use some weird gaslighting techniques to get her to date him. And she uses the very same logic techniques that he taught her to uh, rebuff his advances. So it's, it's actually kind of funny. It's worth the read. But it's one of those things that if you see that somebody's doing a logical fallacy, like if they're poisoning the well, they're uh, using ad hominem attacks and just saying that this person is not really to be trusted because A, B, and C, just look at the message of what it is that they're defending or the content of what they're saying and address that. Don't address like personalities. Uh, it, and it's a common thing in, in leadership that you don't it's not the person, it's the behavior, right? So you you want to combat gaslighting with facts and then ask for facts. Be very direct and say, what about this specifically is the feedback gearing towards? Okay. I, I think I take a different approach mm -hmm. um, because I wasn't great at math. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so... Again, the question being, how do you stand your ground with a gaslighter? I think it's first identifying, are you being gaslit or are you just um, weary of everybody that you talk to? Because that could be an internal thing, too, with, um, you know, people that you've been around in the past and, you know, your lack of being open and trusting of people, which is understandable, depending on what your situation is. Or is it that this person just made your intuition spidey sense go off like your gut instinct something's not right this doesn't feel good that doesn't sound like something somebody would say that doesn't sound like me not being able to understand the conversation that was just had um and and you're right in that you're separating the person from the behavior um i think with myself if you were to share with me just for a sake of argument and to give an example, right? If we were at um, my family's house and you were trying to get me to separate myself from my family more often because you thought I was spending too much time with them or whatever. And you shared with me that um, maybe a family member said something to you that was, you know, insulting or off the cuff or, you know, made you uncomfortable. And I'm sitting here and I'm like, that doesn't sound like anything anybody would say. Me being me would call that person out at the table with everybody. So tell me about your conversation with Jeff. What did you mean by da 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 da? Because somebody's going to feel awkward, but like mm -hmm. you always say, it's never going to be you. Like if yeah. somebody in the room is going to be feel a certain type of way, it's never going to be you. And it's not that the intention is to have anybody feel that way, but that's the way that you're going to get the truth. Yeah, right? you just go and and call it out, it out for what it is. And so if somebody was trying to manipulate me into thinking that um, there was conversations being had about me, it's either I care because of who the conversations evolve or I don't because I'm evolving from those conversations. And I'm just looking at it as if they're talking about me, then I'm doing something right. And if they're talking about me behind my back, then that means I'm in front and I'm OK with that. Um so I, I think there's a couple of pieces to that. I think the biggest takeaway is to bring out the fact from it, whether it's 
calling it out in front of the other person. And it's not that you're trying to stir the pot for lack of a better phrase. It's just that you're trying to get to the truth of it. Um, and I think by standing your ground is still by just asking questions. Well, when did they have that conversation with you? Mm-hmm. What, what made them say that to you? What was, did they just walk up to you and say X, Y, Z, or what was the conversation before that? Tell me it again in reverse. And that's, um, a technique that's interesting. <laughs> if you're ever trying to find out the truth, have somebody tell you the story backwards from the events that happened, because um, if they're lying, they can't. Shout, shout out to Judge Judy, because <laughs> that just reminds me of like... <clears throat> Judge I don't Judy think that's always, who I learned it from, though. Well, it, it, the reason I say it reminds me of her is because she always says, like, if you're telling the truth, you don't need to have a good memory. Mm-hmm. And so... Because you're telling it from the heart. Yeah, Yeah. because, you know, hey, I know what time I got home. You know, I don't have to. I could tell you that story from when I got home to when I was out to when I left. Mm -hmm. And I just telling the truth. That's just what happened. And if if I don't remember something, I could just say, hey, I don't remember. And I think like there's there's always going to be a one off where you let the one go by because. You know, you've never experienced it before, and so you'll have it in the back of your head. But then as scenarios come up again and again with the same person around the same thing, that's when you'll know. And I think that if you're on the receiving end of that, it's important not to get too emotional because then that's when the the light to the fire becomes bigger, right? And the fire grows and the person sees that they succeeded in what they were telling you. And the emotions are you battling what's true versus who you want to believe. Yeah. Uh, It's like my mom always used to tell me you can't cover the sun with your thumb. Everything is, you know, everything comes out. So Mm -hmm. you might be able to cover it for yourself, but not for everybody else. So that brings us this next question. I like exactly where it is in the order, because now we get to talk about the other side of things. And it's why does a gas lighter light? Why are they abusive? Are they aware? If they want to change, how would they go about it? Um, I, I'm going to work this backwards. Okay. <laughs> uh, I think the part of if they want to change, it's recognizing the fact that they're doing it. And I think a big part of it is, are they doing it to one individual or are they constantly doing this with everybody that they come in contact with? And um, I think once they recognize who they're doing it to, and that it wasn't intentional that the first thing they have to do is apologize. You know, I've, Jeff, I've been talking to you for the past couple of weeks and I'm thinking back on our conversations and I don't think I was very forthcoming in how those conversations happened and it's not sitting right with me. So let me go ahead and let's, let's go through them again. Do you have some time? I, I, I just want to clear the air because I might have given you the wrong impression. Mm-hmm. There's nothing wrong with that. It, I'm not going to go up to Jeff and be like, hey, I've been gaslighting you, but let's go back and put the fire out, right? <laughs> like, you know, it's, it's, it wasn't intentional. So let's go ahead and talk about it. It's a, it's a matter of owning your mistake and owning your intention and then just making it right. Mm-hmm. And so that kind of answers the, are they aware? So there's some people that are not aware because that's the normalcy that's been around them as they've gone through life. And then there are people that are very much aware. And I think that comes from um, a couple of things, needing control, uh, having a lack of confidence in themselves in that the person that they are gaslighting would just naturally form a trusting relationship with them and go along 
on a path of growing each other. I think that the lack of confidence is that I have to somehow put you down in order to put me up. Um, And if that's something I recognize and I want to change, I could change it, but I don't think the relationship with that person is going to continue unless they have a really open heart and um, the gas lighting wasn't sufficient enough to do really strong damage to them. Um, I kind of want to take this specific question down a little bit of a darker path. And, you know, there are people out there that don't realize that they're gaslighting. But there are others out there that do it on purpose. They know they're doing it. They know how and why. And oftentimes the why for why people are gaslighting is, I mean, at its core, it's intellectual laziness. And I'll explain. If I want somebody to believe that the sky is purple and that clouds are made of cream cheese, there's a lot of logical wizardry. I feel a new t-shirt coming on. <laughs> well, there's there's a lot of... My of, clouds are made of cream cheese. There's a lot of really weird reasoning that I would have to do. And who knows? There may be a universe where that's a thing if you want to get like quantum about it. But I digress. Anything that you... It, that you have an argument for that you really if you truly believe that you're right it can stand up to scrutiny and that's where the, where you're putting in the work you go up to somebody and you say here's my assertion and then you talk about it right honestly and say well you know we did these tests and it turns out there's no cream cheese up in the clouds and if you're approaching the situation honestly then you can concede and say, okay, I was wrong. Same thing for uh, any kind of business or personal relationship. I feel like you're spending too much time with your mom. Well, if you're approaching that honestly and you really truly believe that, then that can stand up to scrutiny too. Well, tell me why, why that is. How much time am I spending, right? Oh, I feel like this project didn't go the right way because this person felt it was incorrect. Well, what was incorrect? Let's explore that. And so that's what I think. I think people who do it on purpose and people who um, are out to they they don't want their they know that their arguments are either uh, fallacy or just outright incorrect. And they just want to push that for whatever reason. And their intention is to have you not examine the assertions that they're making. I think of a conversation I just had with a good friend of ours, Barbara Perez, and we were talking about customers in the store and how if they're not getting their way, right, that they can overreact or throw a tantrum or throw a fit or feel that they have the right to say whatever they want to say in order to get their way. That can be considered gaslighting. Like, you're a terrible person. You shouldn't be the manager. You shouldn't. Like, relax, chick. It's also a very uh, common strategy for social engineering. You know, if you want, if you call up a company and you want to get somebody's password and you use that emotional, you try to elicit an emotional response. Oh, I'm, you know, just had an accident. Can, can you just reset my password for me or something like that? Mm-hmm. Um, so what is our next question? Actually, I, I'm going to take this one as well. I'm just going to read it out because... Of the two of us, there's only one that's an empath, and it ain't me. 
I'll tell you that straight up. That's our another t-shirt. So, um, our another. <laughs> so, hold on, as, I have to write that down. Our another. <laughs> as an empath, how do you protect yourself from attacks? Okay, so first let's kind of go into what an empath is for those that may not know. Um, basically, it's a person with a paranormal ability to apprehend the mental or emotional state of another individual. It is a thing. Um, I, I don't want to confuse paranormal with aliens and spaceships and things like that or, you know, like a freak thing. Um, people that are extremely higher level and in, intuitive have the ability to almost uh, just take on the uh, emotion of somebody else and feel exactly how that person felt through that moment and understand it in a mental and emotional, in a mental and emotional way as though they went through it themselves. Um, I think that it's something that not everybody has and it also depends on how they grow up and experiences they've gone through and who they've gone through them with and how they relate to people. Um, I fullheartedly uh, am an empath and a lot of family and friends that know me and coworkers and, and just everybody has seen it at some point or another, whether it was through anger, sadness, happiness, or, you know, um, it, it's there. And I think as an empath, the way to protect yourself is to read up on what gaslighting is and understand how it plays in all different types of scenarios. The only way that you can understand things is to really educate yourself. And I think that understanding different language that is used, that is popular by um, your gaslighters, um, understanding scenarios, understanding why they might do this uh, will help you be more aware of the signs when it happens and if it's happening to you most likely empaths will notice it happening to somebody else i think empaths are um, very understanding and able to take on the emotions of the gaslighter and so if it if they're starting to take on these emotions but it's not making sense within them and they're not understanding why this person is so passionate about something that may not have happened, then empaths will be able to catch on and call them out on it. But if they see it happening to somebody else, they'll be able to step in. But the only way that they'll know what's happening really is to educate themselves on looking out for the signs. And I think that's anybody, honestly, you know, just educate yourself, read up on what gaslighting is. How is that different from being a narcissist? Is it different from being a narcissist? how it could go wrong and how it could go right. Knowledge is power. Knowledge is power. And with that, that goes into our last piece, um, you know, in can gaslighting be beneficial? You know, can it be, can oh it go boy. right? And how so? And I, I believe it can. And I have an answer to that, but I'm, I know for sure you do because I could see your face right now. You guys, so I swear, uh, Throughout the 90s, I was not the a Michael... 1900s? The 1900s. <laughs> you were a 1900s I was not kid? a Michael Jordan fan. I swear to Why you, I wasn't. Why are you speaking as though you're me right now? <laughs> well, you weren't either. But I just feel like since I'm going to make another Michael Jordan reference, and it's it's like too many, right? So 
I swear to you, I was not. I, I was a big Knicks fan, and Michael Jordan was a thorn in my side. However, because that Last Dance uh, documentary is still kind of fresh in my head, even though it was, uh, well, I, I can't even get a sense of time right now, but it was at least a month ago. Um, there was a specific episode that kind of highlights what I think is beneficial about gaslighting. And I, and I'll just give it to you really quickly. There was a game where a young player, I don't even remember this player's name, was kind of even keel with Jordan. And at the half, he was going into the locker room and Jordan told the rest of his team, that guy said, nice game, Mike. And then Jordan came out, and for the rest of this kid's career, Jordan torched him. Like, annihilated this kid. And it turns out the punchline is, the kid never said anything to Michael Jordan. Ever. Michael Jordan said it to himself. So, what I I said that in order to tell you, gaslighting can be beneficial when it amps you up positively. When it gets you to do something (laughs) that... You know, you wouldn't normally do, but to perform at a higher level, whatever you have to tell yourself. Um, well, here's I'm going to jump in, interrupt your thought, because that's a great it. story. The other side of that, though, is that Jordan gaslit the team by telling them that. Yeah. So not, it, I didn't even I didn't even put that in there. But yeah, absolutely. You know, and the team already knew, like, oh, we're, wait for it. We're going to see the dynamics between them change. And it made the team like just wait for this kid to fall because they knew Jordan's mentality of even just the nice game, Mike, mm-hmm. you know, the the shortness of the name and the night like a young a youngster is complimenting, you know, the great on his game. Like, seriously, you know, so there's there's a whole bunch of gaslighting that's happening on that end. In all, it's beneficial to the Bulls because they would win, right? And Jordan wins, and Jordan is the greatest. However, at what cost? Yeah. Because um, well, you can't remember the kid's name, and I don't think he stayed for that many seasons afterwards. No, no, he did not. <laughs> so you see the difference there? Yeah. Sorry, I just had to throw that in. But so that's that's my whole analysis of when like some and you know what I'll bring it back to a question you asked me. Sometimes I do gaslight myself. Sometimes when I'm going into a project, I and I go a little beyond giving myself a pep talk to where I might be in a meeting and somebody might say something completely innocuous, and I'll say to myself, "Did they just say I can't finish that work?" <laughs> and then the switch goes off, and I'm and I'm on. But anyway, I, I will concede I'll, I'll cede the rest of that but that's my two cents on beneficial gaslighting i have a after story for our patrons um that we could share on how you've used gaslighting in the past too All so right, yeah, if it. you sign up for our, uh patreon.com slash tiffany rufino uh, five dollars a month gets you behind the scenes and then there's other tiers with extras as well uh but going back to addressing you know can Gaslighting be beneficial? Absolutely in sales. Okay. In sales. So, you know, um, if somebody comes to you and you're in sales and they're looking for, they're looking at products and you're the salesperson and you go over to help them and they're like, you know, I'm not really sure which one to get. Like even think at a restaurant, you know, you, you think to ask the waiter or waitress of, well, what's your favorite? Hmm. 
they're not going to tell you their favorite. They're going to tell you what's most expensive on yeah. the menu out of the choices that you give them. Um, that's the smart thing to do. You know, it at that point, you know, well, what are you in the mood for? Lobster. Yeah. Like you should treat yourself mm-hmm. like, you know, the, this is a special. We don't normally have this special. It's the same freaking price it's been since like, you've been going to that place. But today you feel like you should treat yourself because you heard the word special. And you can think of, I got out of bed today and I'm going to treat myself because I went into public and I have my face mask on and I'm doing everything that I'm supposed to do the way that I'm supposed to do it. I'm a good human and I'm going to have some steak. <laughs> or whatever you tell yourself. So maybe you're gaslighting yourself at that moment. But I think as a salesperson, there is a way to do it where the intention is never. Um, n- let me change that. The intention is not always bad from the salesperson's angle. I think it depends on the culture of the business and how they represent discussing sales. But in a way you do gaslight your your customers in talking about uh, different products and comparisons and Okay, so you like that product. What do you like about that? Well, here I have this product. And, you know, I wasn't going to say anything bad about that one. But this one doesn't leave this on your countertops. Or this one won't leave that residue. Or this one won't kill your pets. Not that the other one does. But, I mean, ours is proven not to kill pets. I can't say that about the other one. You know, so they place that inkling of doubt about anything else that might be a competitor to what you're looking for. And I think of cars. That's that's a big thing, right? You know, in that um, they'll call us all the time and they'll ask, you know, when we're looking to trade in our car, we're not. And then they'll talk about why we should and the factory recalls and all this stuff. And then we're like, well, we have the same brand name car and you want us to go to the same brand name car, just an upgrade. But yet you're telling us it has all these problems. So I'm a little confused. That's logic. That's a bad salesperson. right? <laughs> so you got to think about um, a little bit uh, deeper as to can you back up the information that you're sharing as a salesperson? Do not ever lie to the customer. That's when you lose the trust with the customer and the company forever. You're not going to get that back um, unless there's years of brand loyalty and they could overlook a mistake. But if you have a salesperson that's lying directly to your face about something, you're losing that trust with that salesperson. But I do believe that uh, gaslighting can be beneficial in business when it's a business uh, customer facing. Um, Not always necessarily business to business. I don't think so. I think uh, that there's a savviness there that would be able to see right through that. Um, But I do think when it comes to products and uh, things, tangibles um that there is an opportunity for gaslighting in order for both parties to get what's needed you know the customer gets the product and then the business gets the sale it's definitely a weapon you wield like a scalpel instead of a sledgehammer there's a lot of nuance well i don't know i just i'm re-watching gray's anatomy and they just had the episode where they had the uh football players there and a couple of cheerleaders and they had all gotten injured so they're all in the emergency room and um Kepner's there working on this girl's ear and she's yelling at the kids to stop throwing the football around. Of course, they don't stop. So they go ahead, they throw it around. It hits like one of the uh, surgical people. His board knocks it into Kepner. She slices the girl's ear off with the scalpel. It falls on the floor. And then um, I forgot his DeLuca goes and he slips on the ear and he gets a concussion. So scalpels are pretty dangerous is my point. (laughs) If used incorrectly, absolutely. (laughs) Don't throw footballs in an ER. Don't lose an ear. Or an ER. Don't lose an ear or an ER. No, don't you throw, lost the A. Don't throw footballs in an ER. 
but don't lose an E-A-R in the E-R. And don't lose out on this story. Join us on Patreon.com slash Tiffany Rafino, and we'll see you soon on the other side. Stay safe, stay healthy. Thanks for listening. Don't forget to subscribe and share. We'll see you next time on The Other Side Enterprise.